Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. very unprofessional cough by our guest. <laughs> Hello once again. I am Rooster here with the Bread Circuses podcast and my cohort in crime, Crow. Hello. Hello. Well, we have a guest once again. Josh, you've been with us before, but we want to welcome you back. Uh, Josh, is, Josh Cohen is going to uh, get us up to date on what he's doing now, some of the interviews he's had, and then we'll talk about some other topics. So, Josh, welcome back. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. Um, what's going on in my life? Well, the most exciting thing that uh, has been occurring recently was uh, I recently had an interview with uh, uh, Kathleen Willie uh, for my Unfiltered podcast, where we did, she was the one of the main assault victims of Bill Clinton. Allegedly, allegedly, of course. Let's throw those air quotes around the word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, she published it, um, and she shared even afterwards an article I wrote for Laura Loomer on Magasota, which perhaps we'll talk about a little bit. Um, no, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, we talked about the incident. We talked about her book, a biography she wrote on her life and on the event. And, uh, I think something she mentioned to me, which, uh, I doubt most people are familiar with or aware of was that the day before that manuscript was meant to be sent off to the publishers it mysteriously disappeared from her house. Uh, and she had said that she looked all over, couldn't find it. She had a backup copy on her server, and that was the, what got sent off to the publishers. And, of course, I asked her, who, who do you think did it, knowing full well what she was going to say. <laughs> and she said it had to have been the Clintons. That's I don't I don't know if I'd go so far. <laughs> Maybe she misplaced it. I don't it's know. possible. Yeah, it's, it's possible. possible. I don't know if I'd even even <laughs> consider that. I don't want her getting suicided. No, no another so, one of those conspiracy theories. Right. But at that point, do you even need to pile on with that? It's yeah. like, well, the former president raped her, and uh, yeah. oh, by the way, my manuscript disappeared. At that point, stealing a book is a small offense. It yeah. seems to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's like somebody going, that guy came in, he tore my house up, he fucking shot my dog, he stole my money, and he put his fingers in the goddamn peanut butter. <laughs> Shit in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what surprised you? Is there anything that surprised you? Or, or like... I, well, I didn't know the bit about the manuscript. Okay. Um, so that was a, would have to be the story that most surprised me. Yeah. And then she regaled me. We, we've talked privately about my fondness for the late, great Christopher Hitchens. Okay. And Hitchens wrote a scathing polemic on the Clintons called No One Left to Lie To. And we discussed a meeting that she had with him, which I thought was very cool. So so she directly met with Hitchens? Directly met with him. There's apparently a documentary that came out on Hillary, which, which was simply called Hillary. And apparently Willie met with uh, Hitchens at the movie theater to watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As she told me, Hitchens seemed rather uh, scruffy. <laughs> I thought, yep, yeah, that would be, yeah, that, that that would be the hitch. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's always he's always been that way. Yes. Disheveled and drunk, yep. but still bl brilliant. So <laughs> I still love the hitch slap videos too. Those are great. So w when did the uh, the uh, episode air, the podcast air, where you interviewed her, or what when, what date did it come out? Yep, uh, I interviewed her about week before last, and, and it's been published on the website uh, for about a week or so now. 
So it's November 23rd. Wait, is that right? Yeah, today so, is. Today is. The, the date of this recording. So uh, still rel- relatively new and fresh. Go ahead and, and go and listen to it. Uh, it's unfiltered with Josh Cohen. And uh, he has really good in-depth interviews. And, um, you know, they're they're. it seems like the interviewees are very comfortable talking to you. So it's like, Thank uh, you. yeah. So it's, it must it's, be it must be my sexual charisma. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> But uh, yes, yes, very much so. Is she the one who would, uh, Clinton said you better put some ice on that? No, that was Juanita, Juanita Broderick, Broderick, who yeah. I okay. interviewed previously. Okay. Yeah. And I'm hoping that I can interview Paula Jones next. Well, just for the record, uh, in case the Clintons are listening, I think they're upstanding people with, uh, you know, I have no problems with them and whatsoever. I'm not at all suicidal. No, me neither. Nor I. <laughs> no, no health issues I know of. Oh, those Epstein memes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's a there's a couple of guards from that who've actually been indicted. Yep. That's, yeah, it, for, for conspiracy, no less. But that's just conspiracy to change the records. <laughs> yeah, some, <laughs> something's going to happen here. Yeah. So apparently there's one guard who wants to roll on all this stuff and say what happened. Not Ooh. one of the two, but one of the other ones. Okay. So, But I don't, I don't know if that's not just someone trying to get, you well, know, their... <laughs> 15 minutes of fame. I'd be sorry to hear about his upcoming suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like that that meme I posted, let's just get out ahead of this. <laughs> Julian Assange did not kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now I guess they're dropping charges on him. What, whatever country it was. That, Assange? Yeah. Yeah, the one he was, he actually went to. Sweden, I thought it was. Yeah, right? it sounds right. He Yeah, he, he went. Because he's Swedish, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And where was he exiled? Like the. He was it. He was in a an embassy in like not in Argentina, but like a weird little embassy somewhere. He was in, I think he was in South America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was because in, in Sweden, their sexual assault, assault, the way they go about charging and and uh, convicting people for sexual assault is odd. It's not what you would think. It's not like it's not in America. It they don't, doesn't take as much. I mean, a lot more is considered sexual assault there than it would be here. So, I mean, hmm. yeah, I would have to hear, I'm, I'm not going to take one side or the other on this with, with Assange, but sure. Yeah. It, one of the things they're saying, well, it's been so long that memories, you know, cause he's been, he's been away for so long that memories, the, the testimony of people that were accusing him have changed because memories change. Fallible. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons they dropped charges because they said it's just been too long. Almost so, like a statute of limitations. Yeah, and, and they're saying we we could go on the trial, but it's it's not. It's just the the period of time is so long that there's just no way to be sure that people recall what really happened. Hmm. Um, so you can't say one way or the other. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but you uh, getting back to what you've been doing, you're doing more writing, right? I mean, been doing more and more writing. Yeah, the writing uh, gigs have really picked up. Um, I'm writing. Uh, taking a slight departure from my political writing, I'm writing for a wonderful company called Patriot Bro, um, which is a company uh, domiciled here in Minnesota, which basically partners up with entirely American companies, locally sourced, locally marketed, and and the rest of it. And I write marketing copy for them. Um, okay, so all the people that say buy USA, buy USA products, just go to Patriot Bro. Patriot Bro, yep. And then they can consolidate every product you might want that's... And they try to put it under one roof and say, okay, if you're looking for, you know, sporting equipment, go to this company. And it's yep. all USA. Everything from sporting equipment to uh, car phone mounts to barbecue sauce okay. to so, you name it. So you're not going to the Wish website and getting stuff directly <laughs> from China and waiting. China. And waiting four weeks to get it. China. For an awesome price. But you're maybe paying a little bit more, but you're paying for American quality and for... 
Well, and so many of the companies are veteran owned, which is great. I just finished a piece for uh, military grade coffee, which is actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. Double caffeinated. Okay. And it's owned by Brian Colfage, who was the guy who started the build a wall GoFundMe a while back. Okay. If you remember. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Military grade coffee. <laughs> Isn't that what Black Rifle says it is too? I haven't heard that from them, but. Yeah, I, I don't drink coffee. So oh, it sounds it's it's something that would yeah, I'm 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 a sucker for good uh, coffee. So um you'll you'll have a customer here probably if I if I read any of it. <laughs> right especially like, especially if it comes in a fancy jar. Yeah, yeah. Fancy <laughs> packaging and, and, and flowery prose will you know get me every time. It's a good thing the Jay Peterman catalog is not real. <laughs> it would get me. It would you would buy every fucking me. thing in there. Yeah. I need a cape and a walking <laughs> stick. I also need a second cape. <laughs> <laughs> With a top hat. <laughs> And uh, Laura Loomer's going great. Um, finished a piece um, a little bit ago, which got published, obviously. And uh, her run in Congress is going incredibly. I'll be amazed if she's not uh, elected. Yeah, for people that don't recall, um, she she was basically deplatformed off of everything, banned off of everything. Yeah, she her her thing is the most banned woman on the planet, and with yeah. her, it's actually not hyperbole. If you look at the list, it's impressive. Yeah, and it's for for what? That's the thing. It's just it's amazing um, that, that she was the target. She did, they decided that she was the one exercising free speech. Yeah, I mean the the, the worst I have uh, the, the worst example I can think of is uh, Chase Manhattan Bank froze her account, froze all of her assets on the grounds of some comment she made regarding Islam. Yeah, that's amazing that they. That, I mean, they, it's like it's only, okay. They say, well, the government's not doing this, but it's it's de facto. If you've got these big companies that are in charge of so much, like the finances that you can't function with, and they're doing it, it's just as bad, if not worse, than having the government to you know um, censor you or deplatform you or deperson you or whatever. Yep. So, pretty scary stuff. But she's she's you know she's a fighter, obviously, and she's now she's been running for Congress, in Florida, and, right? In Florida, correct. There's an article here I have from Town Hall, um, Michelle Malkin. Um, uh, wrote an article about it, and she's very much pro pro Laura Loomer, which is a big deal because she's like Mikey from the Life Cereal commercials. Yeah, you know, let's ha- let's have him eat it. If he likes it, he doesn't like anything. Michelle Malkin doesn't like anybody. So she says, "I support Laura Loomer for Congress." Last week, the fiery investigative journalist and activist based in Florida announced that her campaign had raised nearly one hundred sixty thousand dollars in just sixty days of fundraising. More than 2,300 donors across all 50 states, with Florida leading the way, provided their financial support in the third quarter of the year. For Loomer's upstart bid, the average contribution was $66. That sounds higher than average for a, for a, a first-time congressional. Well, and, and to give our listeners context, um, she's beat out – I can't remember the, the name of the second in-line GOP candidate, but uh, she's outbeat him in funding by sevenfold – yeah, well, they say by comparison, Loomer's campaign points out that socialista darling Alexandria Castillo Cortez raised fifty nine thousand in her first combined two quarters. So, as a political newcomer, so it's it's comparable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and she's making more, obviously. So, don't you think we have to get to a point though where people outside of this person's district can't contribute to them? I mean, this idea that Ocasio Cortez gets millions of dollars from outside of New York or even that Laura Loomer is getting stuff from outside where she lives. I mean, it seems to me, and I don't know how you would trace it, but the the tougher we make it for these people to get money from just national national campaigns is, I don't know, that would be, I would think that would be better. I'm a little worried we're headed 
toward that sort of idiocracy presidency where the guy's name, God, what was it? Something Mountain Dews in the title. I just, you know, it, that this is becoming a cult of personality popularity contest. And it, it, you can say it has been before, but now it's like you just run wherever you're going to run and whoever can make the most money gets yeah. it, you know? Well, that would, I guess that would be the argument that I would make, uh, Rooster, is that it's kind of always been that way. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how one would monitor that. Um, seems to me if there's a candidate that is in search of funding and someone has the resources and the wherewithal to give that funding, there shouldn't be anything to hinder that transaction. Right. As long as, And then you get into the whole thing of if there's a quid pro quo and all that stuff. What does quid pro quo mean? I've never heard that term. <laughs> That's a new term for me, too. It's, the, the, it's Billy Buzzword over here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. There we go. Awesome. And I, I'm worried that we're headed there. And I understand what you're saying, but I, I disagree that it's always been that way. I mean, it's just it's now with people being able to use all these different means to get money and everything. I just... We, we need term limits or something, and we need to limit the amount of spending people can uh, do on this. And if, if we want to have a discussion about um, lifetime politicians, you'll, you'll get no argument from me. <laughs> um, I've always advocated for term limits. I mean, you have pe- members of Congress. I mean, how long has Pelosi been in, in, in politics? 40 years, something like that? You know, I mean, the- David Lopan. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That was Larry Correa's line. No, no that was that a, was uh, Jericho Green's Jericho line. Green God, calls that guy. David Lopez. And it's Kamala, the Ugandan, <laughs> Ugandan nightmare Harris. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just what the fuck are you doing serving in Congress for forty years? Get out of there, yeah. anybody. If you're over sixty and you're in Congress, get the hell out. You know. So yeah, that's my point. So a little bit more from Michelle. She goes uh, the. Political newcomer, who's, she's talking about Laura Loomer, her campaign noted uh, she outraised all of her opponents combined. So any way you slice it, this is news. It's especially noteworthy because Loomer is the most banned woman on all of social media. Mm-hmm. Almost a full year ago, the 26-year-old, oh, I didn't realize she's 26? Oh, yeah. 26-year-old independent reporter was suspended permanently from Twitter, where she built up a formidable following of more than 250,000 users during a crucial midterm election season. She had lambasted Twitter for curating an Elon Omar tweet in its coveted Twitter moments feature. <laughs> Elon is pro-Sharia, Loomer wrote. Under Sharia, homosexuals are oppressed and killed. Women are abused and forced to wear a hijab. Elon is anti-Jewish, so that's what got her banned. That's, what's got, that's what got her banned, yeah. Okay. Talking about her, our own uh, Elon Omar. Well, and... Uh, Never heard of her. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Tim Poole came out with a, a great video recently where he talks about Laura Loomer. And the point he makes keying off that point about uh, her being the most banned woman on the planet, is it actually in some ways has become something of an advantage for her because Facebook, Twitter, all these social media gatherings. Oh, my God. Here's a list of them. Yeah. Loomer. So sorry to interrupt, but Loomer was also at the vanguard of exposing what I call, this is Michelle, I call Silicon Valley Sharia. After being kicked off Twitter, she was ruthlessly expunged from PayPal, PayPal, Instagram, Teespring, Facebook, Uber, Uber Eats, Lyft, Venmo, GoFundMe, and Medium. She's suing Twitter in the speech, launching grievance mongers at the Council of American Islamic Relations. Yeah, she, they, you know, did you say it was, um, which, which financial institution? They, Chase Manhattan. Chase Manhattan. Bank, they, yeah. They put the, yeah, it's just amazing how that, how you can do that to someone just, and that she's still, I mean, and she's still kicking ass yeah. and taking names. Well, and, and that was the point that, that Tim makes is that uh, um, 
basically she has actually a strategic advantage because all these social media companies that would otherwise know where she is and what she's doing and how she's raising her money and the rest of it, right? They don't. She's become in this weird space where she's something like a ninja. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry. That's cultural appropriation. You know, I, I, I apologize. That's yep. <laughs> I have a list of 19 demands. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so she's her website. She's got multiple people writing for her. So articles mm-hmm. all the time. So still going strong there. So she's got her own way of getting her voice out there. But as far as like for the election, she still can't have like an election Twitter, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, she's Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm wondering about is, is if you've got like, so Trump and AOC, they've got rulings saying that they have to, they can't block people on Twitter, right? Right. And so because it's kind of an official, con- considered an official government. Um, right. Uh, so then if somebody's running for Congress, you shouldn't be able to, not allow them to have an account on Twitter then, right? Is that the deal? I mean... Not based... Well, morally... Okay. No, but not based on not that ruling. No. That's nothing. One has... I mean, the rule says if you're on there and you're using it, you can't okay. block people if you're a public figure. It doesn't say now because all public figures are using it, you have to be allowed on. Okay. Is the, is the idea that the public figure can't block somebody because it's stymieing political discourse? No, because they're, um, they're taxpayer-funded positions and they have to have access. That that is actually government censorship. So it'd be like telling someone you can't write a letter to your congressman or something like that? Or? Well, it's – and so I think part of Ocasio-Cortez's argument is that that's not her official page. That's not like how she communicates with the public. Mm-hmm. Trump says all the time, that's how I communicate with the public. So she's saying, no, sorry, that's not where I – you know, where I do this so I can block people. Um, but the point is if you are – a government figure and you are putting out information on these sites, you cannot then block people from seeing it, which Hmm. Trump has complied with and Ocasio-Cortez has not. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. I have to admit. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago. She doesn't, she just doesn't do it. She said, sorry, didn't mean to do it. Then she did it. That must have been the one episode I missed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Faithful listener. Right? <laughs> yes. That's okay. Crows missed five or six in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we transition on to some uh, would you rathers? Sure. I thought okay. you'd never ask. <laughs> Will these be super depressing like last time? No. No. These are, these are going to be happy, happy, Were they depressing happy fun last time? time. Yeah. Everything was depressing last time. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> I no, I'm talking about last episode, not with oh. you. I must live in more of a rose-colored glasses world than you two. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was speaking of our last episode, which people have, have listened to before this one. So, um, not the episode you were on last oh, time. All right. As it. long as, as long as you don't save over it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, this story gonna, that yeah, I'm yeah. not aware of. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you, is a story. Check the Facebook. Page. Would you rather? Have a long distance or an online relationship? Well, aren't they the same? Yeah, an online kind of, relationship is not a real relationship. Well, neither is a long distance. Just like if you, get to, if you get to see that person, like let's say you have a long distance relationship, but you fly out to see them or they fly in to see you every <laughs> few months or whatever. Uh, right? That's a relationship. Just just like Fallout 4 is not a real role-playing game. How's that? <laughs> okay. That's a... That's a way it's inside a, nerdy topic. M- M- An M- online M- relationship is not a real relationship. Yeah. I mean, if you're giving money to a cam girl, 
to do things for you. I like how you're looking directly at me when you say that. Josh, Josh, when you give money to a cam girl, do you feel like she's in a relationship with you? Or is it just financial? I just hope she's in a relationship with me. Okay. All right. Who cares? No, I would say, who cares I would say, if she's in a relationship at that point? You know, I would say long distance. In answer yeah, to your it question, it seems like you long can distance. still that can still be considered a real relationship. I would say so. Long distance, but not but, serious. But, a relationship. but online is not a real relationship. Okay. <laughs> um, Are you going to answer that one? Did, didn't I? No. You didn't answer. I didn't long, answer. long distance. You did. Uh, long distance because uh, online relationships not a real relationship. You think I'm such a cold-hearted bastard that I'd be like, oh are, yes, I absolutely prefer online because I really don't want to touch them or actually even see them if I don't want to. You are a cold-hearted bastard, yeah. though. So, um, ooh, that's weird. Why do you have to do that every time? Would you rather clone? Just ask the fucking oh, question. Right. Would you rather clone your pet or a family member? Pet. 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 I saw the movie. Don't yeah. clone your family members. Yeah, yeah. That's no. fucking crazy. No, no, more than one movie about cloning family members. It never goes well. No. All right. Um, uh, no, I. Wait, I add, mul- multiplicity. Yeah. Multiplicity went pretty well. That movie was so, hilarious. <laughs> what What animal would you clone? I I would clone my old uh, old pet Grizz Labrador that I had. Why? Because he was awesome. An awesome dog. Yeah, love well, yeah. the fucking if dog. Had, if yeah, a dog. It would be a dog. Would you clone a cat? Why would you have a cat? Exactly. That's what God made exterminators for. <laughs> Every time I see somebody post up a, a picture on on uh, Facebook of like their cats, I'm like, hey, here's the number for Plunkets. Yeah. All right. Adam's pest control can fix that real fast. <laughs> Shit, give me a can of tuna and a shotgun. (laughs) I hate cats. Cats are not real animals. They're vicious killing machines, and if they could kill you, they would. That's like that. What's that uh, insurance commercial? The insurance commercial where the guy's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, the mayhem one. Yeah, he goes, this is. He goes, this is what thousands of years of tiger DNA. No, they would kill you if they could. Dogs at least have some loyalty, you know. Cats are evil. <laughs> would you rather... <laughs> I'm just going to move nice on. Just moving on. Moving on. Would you rather have magic shoes that make you invisible or magic glasses that incinerate things? What, are we all in Potter nerds here? Harry Potter nerds? This is stupid. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't gonna... see Notice I didn't go, oh, this is dumb. I'll do that. I read it. See, you should have let me do that. And then you'd be like, all right. No, pass. but see, my curiosity gets the... Then I got to know. You know, mm-hmm. people go... The worst thing you can do to me is when somebody goes, hey, I was just going to – never mind. I'm like, no, I have to know. I will chase people down for miles to find it. And they'll be like, I was going to have Chinese for lunch and I decided not to. I'll be like, oh, thank God. I, just, <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. Would you rather have your own – okay, these are really dumb. What is it? Well, now you <laughs> – I'm, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start pre-reading these. <laughs> no, you're not. Can I read one? Yeah. You know what? You should just pick one. Just randomly pick one. No, no, no. Read one. the one you're just going to read. <laughs> read it. Read it now. Would you rather have your own secret handshake or a secret language? I, I don't Secret fuck. language. Secret don't language. Give me the, I'm going to tell you. This is how Crow would read them. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one. Oh, just to God. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, okay, would you, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, would you rather, Rooster, you're not, you're not going to like this. You're just really. Then just pass on it. Oh, just, oh. Yeah. 
Would you re- next? You know, <laughs> you know, I should pre-read these. Yeah. No, that's you. Okay. That's you. That's how you do this, Josh. Right. Josh is going to give us the the best one we've ever had. All I right. can feel it. Ah, would you rather be the first person to explore a planet? Or take an experimental drug. Okay, now, Crow, I just want you to note that he just read the damn question. <laughs> no editorial comments, and the man's a writer. All right. Okay? All right, here's the thing. He about... didn't feel the need to embellish. He just asked uh, right, the right, I'm going to try to answer the I'm going to answer the question here. I'm sensing a lot of hostility. There's some stipulation to this, I think, because for one, the experimental drug, you have to know, is it like for a cure for something you might have, or, or is it something that's going to... Or is it? A, it's a pill party. Or yeah, just go here. Take this. Or is it something to get you high? Go <laughs> <laughs> get you high. <laughs> and then what? It'd be the first person to explore a planet. Explore a planet. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty impressive. But I suspect I, if you're exploring a planet, you're probably not coming back, right? I would say not. There's I would a, say like if you're going to Mars, it's taking what years to get there, right? I would imagine. <laughs> I don't want to be the first person to explore Mars. So I'll take that experimental drug, I think. What about you? God. Yeah, I'll take the experimental drug. Yeah. I was playing Red Dead Redemption. Because then I don't think I'm on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was playing, I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 the other day, and they, there's this spot where you find, and they just go, hey, do you want to drink the you know the mysterious liquid? I'm like, this is a fake character in a, in a fake universe. I'm like, I'm not drinking that. So no, I think I would have to explore the planet. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. I'm too chicken to even take a fake drug with a fake character. Okay. Yeah. That explains a lot about you, Rooster. I got I got one more. Okay. Would you rather bring back Elvis or Michael Jackson? Elvis. Elvis. Of Elvis, course, Elvis. Elvis was talented. Oh, boo. <laughs> Michael Jackson, man. Why? Oh, because he's a freak show and it's a lot of fun just he's gawking the most talented at the freak shows. Entertainer of all time. And a kitty diddler. Uh, well. <laughs> the most t- What? The most talented of all time? One of them? No. Elvis Elvis was a was a appropriator. You know that, right? I'm sure yes. he was. Yes. He, called, he was a That's cultural appropriator, yes. Don't yes. don't hate because he did it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, I'm True serious. That. If you listen, I'm not saying Michael Jackson wasn't talented. Yes, he was talented. Elvis Presley could fucking sing. Seriously. Yeah. Well, and also, I'm friends, not to name drop, but why I go ahead. <laughs> friends with J. Rainey Terribarelli. Don't forget, Michael Jackson's official biographer. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be someone I would know for you to name <laughs> drop. <laughs> you know how to hurt Because you know what? <laughs> I know Crow. Aww. <laughs> Everybody's getting hurt tonight. <laughs> I say that all the time. People go, who? <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> Transition. Smooth. Segway. Smooth. Uh, I want to talk about this uh, from the Alpha News. The title is High School Girl Chokes Up as Trans Student Rejoices Over Unrestricted Access to Bathrooms. Quote, my privacy is being invaded. So she goes, as I'm a swimmer, I do change multiple times naked in front of the other students in the locker room. I understand that the board has an obligation to all students, but I was hoping they would go about this in a different way. They would also accommodate students such as myself, which is, this is the girl who's a cisgendered girl who said this quote. Um, yeah. And she's basically choking up as she's talking about, yeah, uh, I don't want to change in a locker room with a, with a man. And, and while the dude is sitting here like this, we got a picture of him right here. It's not man. The proper term is ma'am. Ma'am. It's ma'am. <laughs> so here, we're going to play it a little bit here. Yeah, it passed. It passed. 
that wasn't impressive. It goes, yeah, it passed. It passed. <laughs> that was the clue. <laughs> but you just get to see a picture of this that guy, this dude with, with long purple hair. So it's a dude with long purple hair. So he's really excited and celebrating that he can now change in girls' locker rooms. Unbelievable. And this is still going on. And they haven't figured it out yet. And I don't understand that. Well, what what I don't get is, okay, even if even if I'm going to allow that these people believe that they really are the opposite sex and they want to change in the locker room because they believe they have that right. That's fine. Except they never acknowledge that the other person has a right to not have that person in their locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and people say, no, 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 you don't get to do that. Why does a man have a right to not have women in the locker room and women have the same right? So they're like, well, if you don't allow me to change in the locker room, my preference, you're trampling on my rights. Well, fuck you. You're trampling on mine. You know? Yeah. Well, unless they want to get to that world where there's no such thing as there's no boundary, no difference between well, genders, right? Don't forget, this is the side that says uh, precisely that, that there is no gender. Yeah. Uh, you're either binary or non-binary. Um, not to change the subject, but are you familiar with that that male powerlifter who identified as a woman for a day? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was a, he's a, yeah, he's he's a, a rapper. English rapper. rapper. Yeah. Zumbi. Yeah. Yeah. Zumbi, that's right. And he did it. He did it more than one time, but Hilarious. he shattered like all the women's records. I left well, my ass off. <laughs> I know you've only missed one episode, but it must True. have been the one where we did the uh, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag let they play. That's oh, yeah. my That's move- movement. That is my movement Ooh. to get women, trans women, to play on the U.S. women's soccer team. Because that will make us a better team. Of course. You know? So anybody who tries out for the men's team and feels like, well, you know, that they, they didn't make it because they probably are a woman. <clears throat> Uh, should just try out for the women's team and Hashtag. identify as identify as a woman because that's living their truth, yeah. their true self. Well, it's it, it's gone. Absolutely. I want them. I want the look on Megan Rapinoe's face when she gets ousted by a bunch of. I deserve former this. Men. I deserve this. <laughs> when you get cut from the team, you deserve it. <laughs> it's absolutely extraordinary. Um, there was an M- MMA fighter named uh, Fox Fallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallon fe- Fox. Fallon Fox. Excuse me. I always fuck that up without fail. <laughs> And so it's like saying Bond, James Bond, Bond, James Bond, and uh, yeah, you have this this man who identifies as a woman. Uh, he's going into he is going into female competitions and just kicking the shit mm. out of these women. fracturing orbital bones. Yeah, and Rogan, Joe Rogan, got into a shit ton of trouble for for calling it out and saying this is crazy bone density, the size of your hands, that the impact of a punch, it, it's. It varies from biology to biology. Well, yeah, they, they keep talking. They always bring it back to, um, well, as long as you're on estrogen and you're not, you're not producing uh, testosterone for a certain amount of time, that's just one element of being male or female. There is, like you said, the bone density. There yeah. is the lung capacity. The heart size does not change. Um, you've got uh, the hand-eye coordination, just the way you function. Uh, there was a – Paul Joseph Watson um, came out with a – a video a while back, uh, and he talks about how there was a U.S. women's, uh, I think it was the soccer team, played against these uh, high school boys. From th- Texas, I think. But Texas. I, was it official? I think it may have been just like a scrimmage. scrimmage. Yeah. A scrimmage. Well, that's what the women are saying. Well, I, a- I would too if I were them because they got their asses <laughs> kicked. Yeah, four to two, which in <laughs> soccer is like a million to one. Yeah. So and they're saying, well, it was just an exhibition, and I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Fine, it's an exhibition. But when it was two nothing boys, and I don't know if that was the point. Maybe it was two nothing the women, and the guys stormed back and got all the goals. But I'll bet you there was a point about halfway through that game, those women were shitting themselves, going, "We're going to lose to a bunch of kids who can't fucking drive." Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind kind of going on record and giving my my 
personal position on the whole transgender thing. Um, I would say if someone wants to, if a man wants to identify as a woman and call themselves that and live that as their life, fine, fine. My only stipulation is just don't bother me with it. Don't force me to use, you know, the pronouns. Don't force me to, to, um, you know, act in any way other than what I would. Yeah. The, the problem has always been, it's not, it's not tolerance. It's, it's, they want not only, they want, not, it's not just want, they want celebration. They, they want, yeah, they want celebration. They, yeah, they they want to go more than tolerance. Tolerance is is all I'm willing to give. Right, it's, and that should be enough. Absolutely. So, and and the thing is, what's wrong with if you're a feminine man and you want to wear a skirt or lipstick or long hair or whatever and look again? He's looking right at me when he says this. <laughs> feminine. I'm picturing. I'm picturing it. Stop it. Throw, throw out that hair. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> You um, fantastic scam. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to be a femi man, you want to go by a female name. Even I, I'll call you that name. You change your name, but don't don't make me pretend you're what you're not. You know. Right. So if if I go around saying I'm your your Lord Savior G- Jesus Christ, I don't expect people to start calling me. You know. Well, that one's taken. Okay, but I don't expect people to do that <laughs> for me. You know. Yeah. If I, you know, it's up to them if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. If they want to. Uh, well, and I would never go out of my way to be a dick about it. I mean, when you when you guys had me on previously, we talked about Blair White and passing privilege. Yeah. And how we would just n- know. It, it wouldn't occur to us to call Blair White a man because she yeah, <laughs> said yeah. it doesn't look like a man. Yeah. It's, it's I so, wouldn't go out of my way to call it. It would actually be going out of my way to sit there right. and call Blair White a hey, dude or but this these, guy he. But these pronouns, man, Z, Zer, Zim, I mean, it starts to look like the Orwellian uh, book of words. Right, where they have um, different words to describe all these different things, min true and 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 the rest of it. Um, well, yeah, and it's always the part of that is on the left is they're always like re rejiggering language mm-hmm. to suit their needs. I'm sorry, did just, you just say jiggering? We all know Uh-oh. what you mean by that. Dog whistle. It's a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they just reengineered the word uh, racism. No, I think I know what you're talking about. The um, saying that you have to have a system of oppression and power in order to be racist. Yeah. So what they're saying is that they're trying to do, do the, the, the social justice thing where like, if you don't have the, the power, the power. system structure, then you can't be racist, which right. is the kind of shit you hear from college professors. I, well, like, I hear it all the time. You can't be racist to white people. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about the farmers and the white farmer massacre in South Africa? Is yeah. that racism? Doesn't happen. <laughs> no, that's you being racist by bringing it up. Ah, fair enough. So you racist. I've been called worse. Well, I've said many times my view on the whole trans thing is I don't care what somebody wants to be. I don't yeah. care if they want to be, you know, if they want to be Sam and identify as Samantha or whatever. You want to grow your hair out long, get breast implants, all that stuff. I don't care what you want to do. Just don't tell me that I have to say you're a man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll call you by whatever name you want to be called by. Just don't. And I don't care where you pee. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with me. But if a woman is worried that a guy is coming into a woman's locker room, that's a woman's issue to worry about, and she's got a point. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really affect me. It brings us back to that whole Jessica Yaniv okay. thing. Yeah, what a mess. <laughs> that was the uh, the one, the dude that wanted people to wax his balls. Yep. But he's, he's a woman, yes. Yet he had balls to wax. The guy who was posting pictures of himself, like, or on his Facebook page of, like, or Instagram with chocolate going, yeah, oh, it's yeah. that time of the month, girls. Menstruation's a bitch. You know? <laughs> Unbelievable. He had a, he, he had a very, like, a, a, it was more than just this uh, agenda with him. It was more of a, a sexual kind of deviance kind of, like, he, you could tell he was like. Well, didn't he, didn't he do, with, do something where he wanted, a, like, a pool party with only kids coming over? Yeah. 
right? Yeah, Only the kids? parents parents weren't allowed. Weren't allowed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's, I mean, uh, I, some of the creep, I don't even want to discuss some of the creepy shit he was talking about. And like he was on message boards with other women and other trans people talking about how. He didn't want to discuss it, but you're going to. I'm not going to get into the specifics, okay. but he talked about if I were in a locker room with other girls and certain subjects came up, how would I deal with that? And you could tell it was like titillating for him to talk about. And that, yeah. that was the only reason. So I think he's just, I think it's more with that dude that, and I, even like the trans people were like, yeah. Well, Blair White, I mean, get off, tore our, him get apart. off our page here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just want to point out that this is the brilliance of Let They Play because it – Hashtag Let They Play. Yeah, it does incorporate, you know, the general pronoun for all of them. So just saying. Yep. If I was on Twitter, I'd be hashtag Let They Play in it all over the place. <laughs> Watching Megan Rapinoe cry. So uh, another article I wouldn't I wouldn't mind talking about is the uh, – Jeffrey Epstein. It's always fun to talk about him. Never heard. Oh, of him. the guy who killed himself. The guy who totally, he totally killed himself. Didn't kill himself. Totally killed himself. No, he killed oh, wait, himself. No, I, for I, sure, I, for he sure, did kill himself. Sure. Yeah, my mistake. He, he was not suicided. You know how he did it? He grabbed his neck and just squeezed it himself until he broke like three bones in it. Well, that's. I mean, if you want to be sure, that's the way to do it. Yeah, sort of I hurt. think yep. so too. Uh, the Queen boots Prince Andrew out of Buckingham Palace yes. over Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Did you see this interview with? Uh, I did. Wow. BBC, I think, right? Yeah. So some, yeah, he, he was trying to defend him, his relationship with, with well, he was, he, yeah, yeah, he was interviewed and, and he was asked by his interviewer, you know, how would you characterize Epstein? I mean, what was your, what would be your summation of this whole thing? And the word he used was, well, uh, Mr. Epstein's conduct was quite unbecoming. <laughs> well, how's that for euphemism? Yeah. Listen, I'm going to, it's Prince Andrew, right? Yeah. I'm going to defend Prince Andrew here for a minute. So... Epstein, it was into some fucked up shit. Everybody knows that, right? I mean, it's pretty simple based on when he's flying all these people and he has all these young girls around him. But apparently this woman that Prince Andrew slept with was some 17-year-old girl. I mean, you're looking at her in the picture. If you're him and you have the opportunity to sleep with someone who's younger, I'm not talking pedophilia here, okay? I'm not talking little kids and all that stuff. But when you were... 17, 18, 19, 20, could you tell the difference between a 16-year-old girl and an 18-year-old girl? And one of them is not legal and the other one is? You know what I mean? A lot of times, no. Yeah. What's that? A lot of times, no, you can't. But it's And so if Epstein is telling him this is a 19 or 20-year-old girl, yes, it's prostitution or whatever, and that's not... I mean, I don't think... I honestly, Based on the pictures I saw of this girl that he slept with, it's still weird, crazy sexual assault stuff, but I don't think he had some predilection to like, you know, we're not talking like when I, I think, I yeah. when I say, when I think pedophilia, I'm thinking people who want to, you know, mess around with kids in the you're, six to 15 range. Yeah. You're saying the pedophilic impulse was yes. in him. Yeah. I mean, he had a chance to sleep with an attractive younger woman. And he took it. And if what... that's what he was told she was, if, there, if someone told you that girl is 21, would you know for sure? No. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah so, so it's, it's a worthwhile distinction. But here's but here's good advice. Don't fly to a weird island on some weird billionaire's uh, plane and as a married woman start having sex with younger women. Don't do that. If you stay off of that plane, okay, I you're promise. probably okay. <laughs> Notice I wasn't looking at you this time. Yeah, you were not. Thanks. <laughs> but he said, when he comes to the sex jet, then he don't look go. at me. <laughs> Eyes closed and his hand in his lap. So, oh, okay. I, you know. 
So, yeah, the article I'm reading says uh, <laughs> Prince Andrew palled around with Epstein for years, visiting his Manhattan penthouse, his Florida mansion, his private island in the Car- uh, Caribbean. At one point, when the two were together in London, the prince was pictured with Virginia Roberts Goofrey, Jiffrey, who claims that he had sex with her when she was 17. So that's her. Uh, Andrew has v- vehemently denied the pair ever had sex, but she has detailed the evening several times, including once in a lawsuit against Epstein. In September, Goofier, G-U-I-F-F-R-E, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce her last name. Jeffrey. Is it? Jeffrey said in an NBC interview that Prince Andrew was pouring with perspiration when they, when they danced at a London club called Tramp. <laughs> the club was called Tramp in 2001. He was a hideous dancer, and he was sweating profusely all over me. I just remembered, like, ugh, I need a shower. This is disgusting. But uh, when they asked uh, the prince about that, um, he did, you heard he said, that, no, 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 I have a condition. I don't sweat. <laughs> I have a disease that makes it so I don't sweat. So that's that's preposterous. That was like one of his answers. It was, was like, just it was just drool. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody's <laughs> looking at him like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. So I don't sweat. I grow. Yeah, he I said glow. he had a medical condition, but just at the time he doesn't have just it anymore. <laughs> but he had a medical condition at the time that made him so he did not sweat. So that obviously did not happen. So big lie. So. Well, and I'm, I know the dangerous ground I'm treading here. I, I do have to say that when they keep talking about Jeffrey Epstein as a pedophile, I mean, by the technical definition, yes, but we're not talking about a guy who had an island full of 10-year-old girls. We're talking about a guy who blackmailed, I believe, uh, very rich people into sleeping with girls who were technically not of age. We're not talking about even 13 or 14 year old girls at this point. I mean, we're talking about girls who are not of, yeah. you know, adult status. Still super creeptastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, but, but, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm defending. No, the I, guy. Get, I, get I just, what you're doing. I feel like yeah. they're piling on and they're saying a distinction has to be made. Yeah. At this point. But I mean, if you were, if you were to ask the question of pick a high school anywhere in the country of every girl, 16 to 18 in there, how many of them are sexually active? 90% of them probably no idea so I don't look into those things I mean that's that's my get well that's yeah. what the studies are yeah. saying you know that 50% of these kids are uh, sexually active by the age of 14 now yes this is with other kids I get that but what I'm saying is I don't think uh, yeah Epstein was creepy and he liked a lot of younger women but I I don't want to be like saying, well, Prince Andrew's a pedophile now, too. No, right. he's a, he should have never done what he did. He's a lecherous kind of creepy yes, guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, and to me, I wouldn't disagree. To me, the distinction is not, oh, come on, don't pile on the guy because he's you know not that bad. He still got on a plane as a married man, flew to another place to have sex with a woman who was not his wife, and she was a lot younger. Everything about that is creepy. And then they go, and she was underage. Well, okay. But at that point, you know. It might be one of those sort of things. Well, it's like someone who who robs a bank and shoots a couple of customers. And the way out, they shoot out a couple of windows. You know, it's like, oh, the fucking vandal. (laughs) (laughs) They robbed a bank and killed people. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing it only because I'll never, you know, turn down a chance to slam the mainstream media. I'm sure you guys heard about uh, ABC, the the anchor that was hot mic'd. Oh, yeah. Did we even talk about that? Amy Robach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. The people that released that uh, was uh, Project Veritas, who Laura Loomer actually used to work for. It's James O'Keefe's shop. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Can't Um, forget that. And a real quick bit of self-promotion. They were actually kind enough to share 
an article that I wrote on Facebook censorship on the Twitter, which was really cool. For uh, Veritas did that? Yeah, that okay. was a while back, the article I wrote on Facebook's uh, uh, censorship policy. Sweet. But anyway, um, yeah, she was hot, Mike, and she was said we had this story for years, and it got continuously Three shot years. down. Yeah. Three years. Well, and, then- and she goes, we had them. We had the evidence, and it leads to everything. And, and we said before, when we talked about this four or five episodes ago, it's like, well, why doesn't someone subpoena the evidence? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty. it seems pretty important at this point. But, you know, there are some important people trying to keep that shit from coming out. So that's well, probably only, why. The only thing I, I think in my amateur lawyer uh, experience here is uh, I, I believe they're saying, well, there's no aggrieved party at this point. There's nobody to go after. You know, but I would think, I would think there's got to be some way for somebody to subpoena that evidence at this point. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, but I think what they'll say is, well, he's dead. What are you going to do? You can't prosecute him. Yeah, it's not about him at this point. Yeah, but yeah, I see what you're saying because it needs they need to have a new case open. Well, but and you still need reason, and you know we've talked about this before. Um, and I I don't know, Josh, you may be firmly in this camp too, but uh, Crow hates. Uh, uh, John Roberts with a white hot intensity, a thousand suns. <laughs> but when they were doing the um, when they were doing the the um, the gay marriage uh, case, Roberts, Scalia, and Thomas were like, "There's no standing here. You have no reason for this case to be in front of us." The government, yes, this is a law that says you can't collect your your gay spouse's uh, money, but the right um, or tax return or whatever it was. But the uh, the government's come right out and said we're not we're not litigating that we're not moving forward with it. There's no aggrieved party here. Get this case out of here. And I think this is the same thing. They're going to say, well, subpoena the evidence on whose behalf. You know, right? Who are you going after? Now maybe you can go after. I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised to see at some point somebody go. Well, we're going to go after ABC News because they knew this, and they didn't do anything about it. And Conspiracy to cover up a crime, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't still isn't his facilitator that woman that kind of facilitated all the girls? Isn't she still kind of on the hook? Isn't that Epstein's wife? No, it's Ghislaine uh, Maxwell yeah, or something, something like that. Wasn't it, that wasn't lines. his wife though. Nope. No, it was his girlfriend at one point. Okay, and then they stopped dating, and she sort of became his acquirer. At that point, yeah. I know it's, it's just a shiver, doesn't yeah. it? It's just creepy, you know. But they could kind of bring uh, just do just roll around to her the stuff they were doing for Epstein, right? I mean, I don't say why not. Just continue well, on the case with her. Yeah, but I think they would have to. I mean, they would have to go after her for, um, you know, for the same reasons they'd be that I just brought up. Yeah, they have to say covering stuff up. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, the victims of of his, you know, the girls that were victimized by these people, don't they have a a case to go after her? Well, the problem is I think she's the case. I mean, I think she's the evidence. Okay, got it. So mm. they need her to yeah, be able so to go after Epstein, and, but Epstein's yeah. dead. So who's going who's yeah. to gonna turn I, on her? I just hope it all eventually comes back to the Clintons. I have to tell you. I mean, you. it should. Yeah, I, I want I want those those Epstein guards that got indicted. I want the words Clinton to, to leave their mouths. Well, the, lo- the, the more Clintons, you know, out of the office or Bill is less and less relevant and the more – Hillary's less and less relevant. I think yeah. their power obviously is going to diminish and things will start coming out. Well, apparently uh, I was just watching the news the other day and uh, supposedly the Clinton Foundation, their donors are bleeding. Yeah. I mean, so. it was all a big scam, obviously. And yeah. 
they some of them probably didn't want it to look immediately like when when Hillary lost, you know, basically everything started drying up and not, some of them were not all of them not 100% dried up. They were still giving money to kind of put on a face of no, 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 we were we were doing this legitimately, but now they're like fuck it, we're done. <laughs> well, but you know, two things about this. I don't care if it comes back to get the Clintons because if I if I want to say I want the Clintons to go down in this whole thing, I know there's going to be people in there that I would not want to see go down that probably would, you know. And I don't mean to say it and protect them. It's like, just be careful what you wish for. Sure. You know, um, we're going to find out some things about some people we all probably admire that we're going to wish we hadn't. You know, so uh, I would like to see justice done somehow, but I don't know how it's going to be with Epstein dead. Um, I, well, you know. Especially with all these upcoming suicides. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, you know, we can rail about the Clinton Foundation, which I think was dirty. But there's there's a lot of these foundations that are dirty. I mean, shit, even you want to go so far as like the ASPCA, what amount of the money you give actually goes, you know, to animals? Shit, after the 9-11 thing, we found out how crooked the Red Cross is. Right. You know? I mean, it's just we got to be careful how far we go in this because we're going to find out a lot of things we're just not comfortable well with. and i as is probably clear now i have a, a white hot hatred of the clintons <laughs> you know you don't interview two of bill clinton's rape victims and not alleged, alleged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not develop a a, a hatred yeah Bottomless um, contempt might be the best. Well, yeah, because in, in yeah in depth interview with these women and they're very believable and mm-hmm. and you don't get the blase Ford feeling from these because they know they have facts well, and they have proof. Exactly. Well, you, you bring up a an, a point that I was anxious to bring up myself when I interviewed Juanita Broderick. We talked about blase Ford. Now it's inter- it's in- interesting that both Ford and uh, excuse me both Broderick and Willie are um, Trump supporters. And they're both vehement critics of the Me Too movement. Um, and when we talked about Blase Ford, Juanita told me that, I, you know, when it came to the event, she called it, uh, I remembered everything. Seared onto the soul was, yeah. was the phrase that I used. Blase Ford didn't remember where, uh, who she was with, how she got there, how she left, yeah. how many beers she had. And we're supposed to take, the, take it credibly. Now, of course, we want to take all um, accusations seriously. But then you have to have a careful yeah. consideration of the evidence yeah. and of the case. Right. Give them the ability to present Absolutely. The, their and side. she did. People say yeah. she never got a day in court. I'm like, are you kidding me? More than enough. More than enough. She wrote a damn book about it. We got to, I think, we Courage treat, awards. We treat yeah, these awards. the same way that we treat a crime scene that involves our kids. Mm. If I see a broken window in the neighbor's house, if I hear a crash and I go outside and my kid's playing in the yard and I look at them and go, what happened? And they go, I didn't do it. I'll go, okay, I'm going to believe you at first, but now we're going to check the evidence. Yep. You know? And you're playing baseball. Where's the ball? Uh, neighbor's living room? Do, I have do, no idea how do, it got there. God ran off with it. Yeah. <laughs> Clinton's took it. <laughs> and threw, Hillary Clinton came in here, threw the ball into the window, right there. She doesn't see it happen. Bill was sitting there going, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just, yes, we should we should be willing to listen to all these ac- accusations and say, okay, I understand that. Give me your evidence. And if somebody doesn't have any evidence, you can say, I'm sorry, we can't we can't prove somebody uh, guilty just by you not saying it. The, the most damning thing. I almost said the damningest. The most damning thing about uh, Blasey Ford's testimony was she goes. Well, these three people witnessed the whole thing, and they went, I have no idea what she's talking about. Well, I wrote a piece. Well, one of the essays I wrote a while back was on 
uh, Kavanaugh when those hearings were going on. It's actually the most read thing I've written for the blog. Uh, it's just actually just past a thousand views. Which blog? Oh, sorry, for uh, Unfiltered. Okay. Um, and uh, and yeah, in it, I, I, I talk about the uh, lack of evidence that Ford presented and then also the fact that when the investigation was going on, six previous investigations had already been done. Yeah. But you know Something what? that people don't often point out. It was a seventh attempt at procuring right. evidence in an investigation. But what it comes down to, it's, it's her truth. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am offended you didn't, uh, you didn't refer to him as a uh, serial rapist, Kavanaugh, because you know, that's what that's the terrible. evidence says. It just, every, every time he sees footage of that where he's, got, he's sitting there and he's got his wife and his daughter right behind him in the chairs, yeah. and you hear all this fucking crap, and how, but, you know the protesters in the back screaming, he's a rapist, he's a monster, before they get escorted out, and this, his wife and daughter have to sit here and listen to that, and he has to sit there and be composed. Just how, me as a person, how I would, I'd flip out. And then, and then they, they said, oh, we, 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 he, he looked a little emotional. Yeah, how dare he get mad? How dare he get mad? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't really showing the temperament. <laughs> no, he showed the exact right temperament. As a, as a human being and a man, you want to react to something like that. You know, He holds himself with better composure than I would have. Oh, absolutely, than most people. I just want to bring up one more thing. All right. So I, it's going to be sports ball. Are you oh, okay boy. with that? I'll try. Um, I'm trying to stay engaged. So the uh, um, do you guys know this Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph thing that the, happened in the NFL? Miles Garrett, I think I have this right. Yeah, the, Miles the Garrett helmet? is oh, a yeah, yeah. I saw that. Miles Garrett is a defensive lineman for the uh, Cleveland Browns. This is a football team, Crow. Football. Okay. Yes, not not fake football like the Europeans play. <laughs> this is real football. It's more like rugby. So he pulled off uh, Mason Rudolph's helmet at one point. Now there's video of this, and it's pretty egregious. So he pulls his helmet off. And then takes this wild swing with the helmet, not crown side down, whereas if he'd have caught him on the top of the head with the outside of the helmet, I mean, he wouldn't have killed him, but he'd probably cause him permanent brain damage. Um, swung this helmet and hit the guy on top of the head after he's ripped it off of his head. So the NFL suspends him indefinitely. Um, yeah, initially it was that five-game suspension, and then they went I, don't I heard five, five games first. Is what well, I I'm seeing indefinite suspension okay, here from so ABC. Even further. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so they go through the appeal or they go through this whole thing. They make the case and the NFL goes, nope, he's, that's it, indefinite suspension. Well, Miles Garrett has now come out and said, well, he uh, he called me a racial slur. The, the quarterback that he hit yeah, over he there. Yeah, he, he, he dropped the N-word on me. And I'm thinking, okay, let's. That's not Typical good. Typical quarterback. But let's say <laughs> let's say that he did. Okay, is it okay to hit people who say things that offend you now? Uh, is it okay to well, almost definitely, cause it's definitely mitigating? Almost cause serious permanent injury to the guy? It's just a response. It's a it's a response to a crime. But how about the fact that crime. how about the fact that none of the other people who are on the field on the time? And you can say, well, the guys who are standing around are, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph's. Teammates, they're not going to say that. Well, some of them are black. They're not going to say, well, yeah, he dropped the N-word on him, but let's keep it quiet because, you know, we like this guy. Right. And there's like seven officials on the field, one of which is standing right here in the picture. You know, none of them heard it. 
So this idea that he just gets to bring this up now is just in my mind showing that we're conditioning people to be these aggrieved classes. And we're like, he tried to hit him with a helmet. No, that's terrible. That guy should be out of here. Wait, what did he call him? Ooh, well, he had it coming. It speaks to the whole victimhood mentality, doesn't it? If I want to get away with something, I may as well just call myself a victim. And then everyone... Yeah, it's even worse, though, with this. Yeah. Like Rooster was saying, it's... uh... It's like, uh, well, he hit the guy over the head with a, with a helmet. He bonked him on the head. But the other guy, he committed a hate crime. Yeah, so, but no, because I've actually seen the footage myself, and that wasn't a bonk. I mean, that, no, that, that was, was full on. That was a yeah. – took that – I mean, you'd appreciate this, Crow, if you watched it. He I saw took it. The, Yeah, he took the helmet. Just but I'm saying the people that, are, that, that, that would hear the, the people, the SJW types, the far leftists, right. they would say – Okay, somebody hitting somebody in a in a in the heat of a moment in a sporting event with a football helmet. Okay, that's one thing. But somebody saying the N word, that is a hate crime. And that is so much more egregious. We should be focusing on that, not the this little trifling thing with the helmet. We need to focus on that. And that's a- what this that's what this player is thinking. He's thinking that like Rooster said, the 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 fact that you say that you're conflating something somebody said or, you know, a racial slur as if it's the end of the effing world. Well, you know, so there was a book. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dick Gregory, the older mm-hmm. black comedian. He wrote a book. I'm not going to say the name, but he wrote a book and it was called The N-Word. Okay. He didn't call it The N-Word. He, it was the whole All thing. All spelled out. Yeah. All spelled out. Um, and it, as you can imagine, it upset a great number of people, including his mom. His mom calls him up and says, you know, why did you do this? Why did you call this the title of your book? And he says, Mama, from this day forward, whenever they say that word, they're selling my book. <laughs> Wait, was, so, his mo- was his mom black? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Notice how I didn't jump to me- that conclusion immediately. Mm. That's because I'm woke oh, as fuck. Very uh, progressive of you. Yes. Yeah. But it, to me, it's, I think, the perfect like way of describing how words are really only as powerful as the meaning we give it. Whereas... A football helmet to my skull? <laughs> That's powerful outright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of powerful words, so if people want to see more or read more of your writing, so there's the unfiltered blog. Yep. So, uh, okay. So um, unfiltered is two, well, two, uh, it has two functions. The first is is my interviews, where okay. you've, which you kind podcast, of talked about. Podcast interviews. Yep. Podcast right. interviews. And then, and then essays uh, where I've written about... Um, Maduro in Venezuela. I, I wrote a piece about Václav Havel, who's probably one of my all-time favorite political figures. Um, and then, uh, yep, and then additionally, I write for Laura Loomer. Uh, Laura Loomer. No, in fact, we, we just changed the website. It's called Loomer.com Loomer. now. Okay. Yep. Um, Third Rail Talk is still somewhat in existence. There have been some happenings regarding there that I can't discuss. Yep. Um, but uh, And then Patriot Bro. And then uh, I'm in talks to uh, do writing for a, a CPAC that's well, coming up. Okay. Well, we'll put some links in the description on how people can uh, get a, or and can hear you or or listen. Awesome. And then if they want to contact you, is there some way to contact you if they have a story they want to tell? Just or put his phone number out. <laughs> Just dox the shit out yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is there a way if somebody has a story they want to tell or they think that there's something be good for you to write that they uh, want you to? Yeah, thank you um, for that. Yeah, uh, anyone who wants to reach me, they can reach me at my email. That's going to be joshwaltercohen at gmail.com. More than happy to consider any and all inquiries for writing, for interviews, or if you just want to talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking for friends. I'm lonely, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> on that note, uh, if you want to get a hold of Rooster, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And we're also on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast, so please like and share. See you, bye. Thank you.